To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. No, I don't want to listen to a corn song. Jen, Jen. No. Not corn, like. Jen, no. Jen, take it off. Sounds awful. Um, All right. So we've got a couple of requests that are specific um, that I'm going to save both of them until next week. Uh, one of them is is Lauren's request, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find one of the ingredients. So I'm just going to say that out loud, Lauren. When you hear this, we may need a backup option. What's the ingredient? Vegemite. No <laughs> fucking way, dude. I am not doing a is Vegemite that from Lauren? Shot. Yes. Dude, you can't even get that unless you're in Australia, number one. I don't one. know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I... I mean, uh, maybe we two, can get it on Amazon, maybe. Maybe. And number two, what the hell? That is the grossest shit ever. I've never like, tried why do y'all so? Why, why are y'all so obsessed with this stuff? I don't it's know terrible. if that's gonna be on my meal plan. I don't know if I can have that. You don't want it. It's gross. No, it'll be for my. They put it on everything. They put it on everything. Toast. I've never had it. It's so like, either, I'm, I it's like try peanut it. butter for us. Like we put it. You know, we could eat it out of the jar. But I mean, it, it, it was a request. I mean, we did a pretty, have to do pretty wild one from from Brittany. Remember with the egg yolk in it? Yeah, but Vegemite. I mean, I guess you could buy it at somewhere. I would assume, like maybe like we the, can find it on Amazon. The I foreign, the foreign foods aisle at the grocery store, maybe. Mm. Maybe I feel like I've never seen. Oh, you know it. what? Maybe World Market has it. Uh, and then I do have a specific request from Christy that's not a shot, but something else that she's going to request us to do instead, and it sounds very pleasant. So we will balance out the Vegemite with her with Christy's request. And so after that, um, if you want to know who's up, uh, Ashley and Shram and Martin, y'all are the the three following that. So be thinking if you have a specific request, be sure to shoot me a message. You can certainly shoot me a direct message on uh, Discord Discord if you want um, with your specific request. So this surprise shot will be for Griffin. Griffin. Griffin, I did not see a specific request from you, so I picked. And it will undoubtedly be something that Nicole enjoys because she had to suffer during the Dr. McGillicuddy. Yeah, I suffered. I suffered big time. All right. This is for Griffin. Y'all, Nicole, thanks again for bring, for fixing my bongos. You got it. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Cheers. 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 Was that raspberry? That was raspberry vodka. All right, guys. This episode, I don't know, man. This is this is out there, yo. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> Nicole knows kind of what this episode is. So I've been I've been really into aliens and like UFOs and anal probes and all kinds of stuff lately. Especially the anal probes. Yeah. And oh my god. So I came across a story. This guy who is a conspiracy theorist and who had worked very high in the government was or killed himself like they all do there's actually like five people in the story that have all killed themselves you know hmm. oh am i just jumping right in like- you're just jumping right in oh sorry well i mean suicide you know the fact that if did they all know each other the five people that that died by suicide because that is a myth that that someone if someone you know dies by suicide that you will or like that someone else is more likely to die by suicide it's a risk factor but it's not necessarily like certain you know what i mean all right tonight we are talking about a crazy crazy story nicole's been really wanting me to tell the story i have mm. i mentioned it once how many people out there watch the johnny llama episode okay if you have was he looking for a raise of hands because i feel ashamed <laughs> No, you were working. Sorry. I was working. I usually do try to turn, tune in if I can. So don't worry if you haven't. I'm going to go over it again. That episode w- was just to prep myself for the story. For the probe. For the probe. Thank you, Natasha, for watching. I did find out some more stuff about it, and that is going to be important. But you don't have to watch it. I am going to go over it. This is going to be a hyperspeed episode, literally. A lot of that stuff I'm going to go over real quick because there's a lot. We're covering a lot of ground, or should I say a lot? of underground in this episode and I don't want to get bogged down in science and physics that I don't don't even know and I'm going to try to explain it the best I can but don't hold anything to me you know because the only the only physics I know is from watching Rick and Morty let's be honest (laughs) 
this is a crazy story. I want you guys to tell me the whole time if you think this guy committed suicide or if he was murdered because he was a whistleblower. Hmm. Basically, do you think he was telling the truth or not? Some of the claims he has are otherworldly that we're going to be talking about. So keep an open mind, at least. I'm going to tell you this episode exactly how it is. I'm not going to tell you my opinions on aliens or whatever, but I am going to present the story as if, let's say, this guy's family member was to present the story. I'm going to present it like everything's true, okay? Everything is documented, but I'm going to present it as everything's true, and you make up your own mind. And you guys talk to me during it, because I want to know what you guys think. Anyway, let's get started on this. Tonight, we're going to January 7th. 17th, 1996. Ooh. And I'll put all these photos on talkmer.com. Anyway, this is where we're going to tonight. This is in Oregon. This is where our uh, Talkers Premier Chris lives, right? Yeah. Yep. And this is where Jeff Bezos lives, right? Doesn't he live in... Uh, no, he lives in Seattle. Seattle. And that's where Starbucks is from, right? Mm-hmm. Seattle, Washington, not Oregon. Oh. No, I, I know that, but this is a very small town. It's not as small as Gilbert, South Carolina, but it's pretty small. Coffee Lake Wetlands. So this is Wilsonville, Oregon. And let me zoom in because I actually have the exact department we're going to. I like that pine tree. Don't look at that pine tree, Jen. I'm just kidding. This is Wilsonville. This is the exact apartment we're going to tonight that we're starting at. 10980 Southwest Wilsonville Road. So, and there's no street view here, but I mean, it's a fucking apartment. So you guys can just use your imaginations. So we're starting the story January 17th, 1996. I believe Bill Clinton was getting it under the table. (laughs) (laughs) Bill. One zero nine eight zero Southwest Wilsonville Road, January seventeenth, nineteen ninety six. This was the apartment of this guy right here. If you want to describe him, Nikwees. Um, he is a I would say middle aged, like maybe late forties to fifties. Um, white male. Salt happy and go lu- happy go lucky. Salt and pepper hair. So this is the uh, the guy we're talking about tonight. His name is Philip Schneider. Like I said, January seventeenth, nineteen ninety six. The Clackamas. That's the county. Clackamas. Clackamas County Sheriff Department. They show up at the apartment building and they're accompanied by this guy Phil Philip, his best friend Al Pratt. Now Al Pratt was an, a neighbor. He lived close by, and both of them were leading. Bible study groups together. And if if you actually zoom out in the apartment, you can see the church is very close. So they would plan Bible study and they would do that. However, when Al Pratt got there, and this was a couple days before the 17th, he knocked on the door of Phil's apartment, kept knocking, 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 no answer. All right. Well, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's out of town he was lecturing at this time. He was traveling across the country lecturing. A few days go by and then Al comes back to the apartment and he sees the car. Bill's car is still there. So he knocks on the door again and no response still. Now he's getting a little worried because this guy is not answering his phone. And even if he's lecturing somewhere, which he usually is, he still should be answering the phone. And I mean, because they got to they got to plan his Bible study and everything else. Like, where is this guy? Anyway, at that point, the police are called and they do a welfare check. You don't need a search warrant or anything like that if it's an apartment. And if you have a relative or friend, usually what will happen in these cases that we've done is the police will say, you are more than welcome to try to get into the home through an open window or something like that. And and that's how it would be. But for an apartment building, since you don't actually own that property, they can come in anytime to to do a welfare check at least so that's what happened here and unfortunately as soon as the officer entered the room he knew that smell that smell that we always talk about that 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 dead body corpse smell but unfortunately this body was not recently deceased it's been about 10 days since Bill Schneider met his demise. Mm, that, so that's like super stinky. Yes, Jen, that is super stinky. Yes. <laughs> like we're teaching kindergarten here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to show you the autopsy photo. So trigger warning, and usually I don't do that, but I'm being nice. So this is what he looks like before. All right, that's that's him before. Are you showing us pictures of what he looked like after he died? No. I'm going to say, yeah. Why would I do that? And this is what he looks like after. 
He looks like... So can you describe what you're seeing? This is the same man. A gray man. Now this is 10 days after death. His face is very swollen. Why can't I stop looking? Um, Like it does look like there's blood still on the forehead and nose area. Yeah, The red. rest of his face is like almost black and so is his chest. Does he look like... He's been beaten or anything? Um, possibly. I mean, the fact that like the looks like the, the lip forehead area. and the nose area are still very bloody. Um, versus other areas are like blackened and blue. I, I can't quite tell what happened here. Okay, I'll go ahead and take that off. I couldn't stop looking away. I know, Jen. That's you need to get that checked out. Yo. Oh my God, Megan's like yes, photos. What? <laughs> Uh, all right. Ashley says the back of his head. What about it? Oh, it I think that's where the wound was. Maybe. Well, what do you mean wound? I, I do see what you're talking about. I, I don't know what that is either. Or we'll talk about what that is. But oh, it's like there's a growth or something there, or maybe, a hole, or or like an alien implant. Oh, interesting. Now, okay, I see it. Looks like a letter G of the number nine. <laughs> I see it. I see it. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Sesame Street. I'm going to tell you what book we're reading here in a second. I did read a book for this and it was, it was a lot. <laughs> Phil's bloated and dead body had been in the warm apartment for about a week by the time it was discovered. The corpse was found in the most unusual position. The head was resting on the seat of a wheelchair and the rest of the body arched under a, an adjustable high-rise bed. Beneath the body on the floor was a pool of blood. There was no blood on the wheelchair. Detective Randy Harris, he gets there. He marks on his notebook. Well, this is obviously a stroke. Is it A though? stroke? A stroke, yeah. How? How? Why would there be blood all over his face? And that stuff on the back of his head. If it was well, a I'm stroke. Well, I'm going to tell you. Were those worms? Detective Randy Harris, he gets there, takes his notebook out. All right, this is a stroke. Seen these before. Of course. What? What did Shram say? No, it's Wolfie. <laughs> What'd she say? She said one entry point. Ah, ah, ah. Two entry points. Ah, ah, ah. What? You were the saying count. she made a Sesame Street joke and Wolfie oh, took it. I never hand. watched that. It was great. Not even growing up? You no. don't know The Count or Cookie Monster or Oscar? No, Jen, see, You're a total Oscar. You are Oscar. You're the one wearing green. How do you know that Oscar was green if you've never seen the show? I have the transcripts of the show right here. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you okay. and me right now, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Let's settle this. <laughs> no, I will not take that bet. Uh, no signs of struggle, no scratch marks. Okay, I've seen this before, he thinks. This is a stroke. And this is easy to explain. This man who was wheelchair confined, he he was actually on his bed sleeping. He fell off. He fell face forward and his head hit the wheelchair. And then a pull of blood that was on the ground resulted from a brain hemorrhage, which had, quote, spilled out of his mouth, end quote. However, that stream of blood missed the wheelchair in entirely but i didn't see a stream of blood coming out of his mouth i mean it was coming from his like eye and nose here it is i think so this is the the scene and you see you see a prosthetic here you see did the he, blood did here. he not he didn't have legs no he he we'll, he needed he had a leg brace yeah leg brace we'll, like we'll forrest get, gump yes jen you you are you are on a roll jen I'm going to describe the scene of death here in a little bit. We're going to go over the cause of death, yada, yada. We're going to look at more autopsy photos, yada, yada, because y'all didn't notice. And it's fine because it is very hard to see. But that photo I showed you, which I will not show again, but I will show later down the road. Wait, but you just said you weren't going to show it again. Yeah, but later down the road, that photo that I showed you of the autopsy, there was a murder weapon present on the body. Oh. And the fact that y'all didn't see it is the same reason that the detective didn't see it. And it wasn't actually found until two days after they removed the body from the apartment. What was it? Well, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. No! No, 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 no. All right. The body was removed without a coroner coming to the scene of the death, which in Oregon State, that is a violation of the state law. The official autopsy, however, which has not been made public, but I have it, says that there were also some, quote, external evidence of injury to the neck and the right arm. We'll discuss this later. 
There was also a murder weapon seen on the body. That photo I showed you was a murder weapon there. Interesting that they call it murder weapon, but they say that he died by suicide. Murder weapon. All right. Well, so like, I, I, they, not, they're saying it was how he killed himself. Like I said, I'm I'm telling this like the family member would tell it like it is. So murder weapon or cause of death, whatever. Like oh, sorry, I forgot you're you're doing t- telling it from that point of view because. Yes, if it was from the family member, it would be a murder weapon. I was just going because you said that they that they said that they died by suicide. We'll go into the death scene later, guys. I want to get through who this guy is because he's got a lot. He has a lot of people with targets on his head. The last two years alone, Phil Schneider had regularly talked about threats on his life ranging from accidents to gunfights. In fact, this was the 14th attempt of his life and the one that actually actually killed him so he had there were 14 other attempts of killing him by others 13 13. this was the 14th attempt by himself allegedly Allegedly. yeah all right to many so was this a suicide and we're not going to go into it right now but he tells many people i just want you guys to think about this through the episode was it a suicide he told many people including his ex-wife that he had the will to live yeah he does have ms and arthritis he was wheelchair bound sometimes that was mostly because the arthritis he also had a daughter that they would go to the mall together and he would spend lots of time with her and he loved her like why would why would you kill yourself if he was put on life support he would tell friends quote don't pull the plug you never know i might come back interesting he he was also in the process of purchasing land a lot of land he was in the deals with that not only that he was in the middle of publishing a book what book you ask i was just going to ask Well, that book is about UFOs, aliens, the black budget. Ooh, what's that? And the one world government. Ooh. The new world order. Any wrestling fans out there? The first thing you gotta realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling. I like to watch wrestling. I did too. I was really proud of myself with that wrestling episode. I did a good job on that. It was. Yeah, it was a really good one. Have you ever watched, uh, have you watched wrestling recently? No. I like to watch, um, AF, um, AEW, they're really, I like them. CM Punk's on there now. I would have to stuff my jock strap because my, like, I don't see how they get the bulges. Can, you, can we not talk no, about I'm your just, bulge? No, I'm not. I, I know don't think anybody wants to hear about your bulge. I'm being honest, man. Like, they're I'm all. I'm being honest. Nobody wants to hear like about They're like half chubbed the whole time. I don't get it. So, don't you think they stuff themselves? I mean, that would make me feel a lot better. I'm yeah. sure they do. I'm Who sure is your do. favorite wrestler? The Undertaker? For bulge size or just wrestling just in general? Just in general. Probably John Cena, because I he gave me a head nod before. Bam, 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 bam. He was in Charleston. He's from Boston. And I, I looked at him, and he goes like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I freaked out like a little girl. And he's probably like, what a pussy. <laughs> and then I fucking choke slammed him. Our DDT. Near. Diamond. Near, yeah. <laughs> near. I have no where idea what the fuck y'all are talking in about. A, in a town close to where I live, they have little people wrestling. And Tara and I thought that we would try to become professional wrestlers and then try to like wrestle against the little people so it'd be like david and goliath type thing but then we also didn't continue that because i don't think that would work for me maybe after i finish my e2m rounds he would constantly say that someone is trying to kill him always there's somebody trying to kill him he was purchasing land he was writing a book that was about to get published he actually obtained a gun a gun for self-defense this was a friend's gun he said listen there are people following me You know, I I was could go, he paranoid. I like, could go, was this legit? Yeah, it, it was very legit. I could go register a gun, yeah, but I mean, dude, this is like dire. Do you have something I can borrow? If he has a gun, why doesn't he shoot himself to kill himself? Ooh, true. Okay, I mean, all this stuff. Well, how how are they saying he killed himself? He also had MS and arthritis. Oh. He had painkillers. Wouldn't that be a better alternative? Well, how are they saying he killed himself? I'm gonna get to that <gasps> at the end of the episode. Nequise, God, mm. no. Stop being so impatient, Nikwiz. He loved his wife and he loved watching his daughter grow up. But more importantly, he was lecturing and at the time whistleblowing on government cover-ups that he himself was involved in. And some of these are very titillizing. All right. 
titillating, you mean? Uh, no one's watching this anyway. <laughs> well, if he says, frustrated, Nicole is adorable. <laughs> Thanks, Wolfie. All right, forget about Phil Schneider for a minute, okay? Forget about the guy I just told you about. We're coming back to him. But first, we need to talk about his father. His father was a German U-boat captain. Ooh. That's weird, right? Because yeah. of why? Because Nazis. Yeah, yeah, okay. And why? What else? Um, he Wasn't he involved in the government? Who? The guy that died. Okay, so I said, let's forget about Phil for a minute and let's discuss his father. His father. His father was a German U-boat captain. That's weird because you said it earlier. His name is Schneider. Oh, He's yeah. He's a Jew. Yeah. But... He probably changed his name. Schneider doesn't isn't necessarily Jewish. Well... But they were. Just hold on. Now, this is where it gets kind of odd to begin with. The father is very important. He was a German U-boat captain. He was captured by the Allies, which not America at the time, but when America got into the war later on, we started this program, which you guys may have heard of, called is a CIA program called Operation Paperclip. Does that ring a bell? No. This was basically an operation to capture Nazis. What's a big one we know? Rocket guy, German. Von Braun. There you go. Von Braun. Yeah, there you go. Von Braun. Werner Von Braun. He was captured Operation Paperclip. He was turned, or he was forced, I guess. I mean, I don't think he was forced because he just liked He just rockets. wanted to study rockets, right, yeah, is the but he, story. But basically, he worked for America, improving or building our rockets, right, or V2 rockets. So basically, this was a, quote, witness protection program for Nazis. That's how a lot of the Nazis got over here in America to begin with. Mm. The father, Oscar Schneider, is this man right here. If you look at him, and like you said, yeah, it, Schneider doesn't have to be a Jewish name. He certainly does not look Jewish. He looks more German to me. I don't. Mm. I mean, you never know anymore what anyone is. All right. Well, this is him right here. The reason we're talking about his father is very important about him. In World War Two, the Allies were struggling. Germany was taken over. You guys know the story. Hitler was almost about to reach domination. He had beat the Allies, and by Allies, I mean mostly London or England, and eventually United States. But he has surpassed us and the Allies in many facets, including aviation and especially submarines. In the 1940s, Oscar was captured as a German U-boat captain. Like I said, the father of the guy that was dead in the apartment was captured. He was a Nazi, captured Operation Paperclip because he was a U-boat captain, brought over to work on the American submarines. We needed to really shine in that area area yeah i don't know we all live in a yellow submarine i don't know if you guys have heard of the nazi mines that were put out they were magnetized and metal any metal like a a, let's say a a big warship going by would attract these mines Mm -hmm. these mines would float up to it and blow up once it hits the ship you know what? This was a big thing, uh, magnetation technology, and, and it was destroying us. Let's just, for this story, say everything I said was true, and there's no discrepancies. There is proof that Oscar Schneider, the father, did develop an air circulation system used in the nuclear submarines. There is also photos of him as a radiation monitor at the Bikini Atoll and other nuke sites. He also helped in the U.S. Navy Radiological Safety Regulation Program. He ended his career as Chief of Division of Biology and Medicine under the Secretary of Defense. Does it seem like he's climbing the ladder pretty high here? Secretary of Defense? Yeah, I'd say. Not only that, but between 1943 and 1945, his resume states that he is the senior medical officer with an address at Fidelity Philadelphia Trust Company in Pennsylvania. In a nutshell, Phil's father was the senior medical officer in charge of what we're about to talk about, the Philadelphia experiment. Hmm. Now, Jen, I'm going to need you to listen real close. I'm listening. Because this is this is kind of hard to explain, but it's very important. I'm listening. This is the reason the guy that I showed you, that terrible autopsy photo, 
the reason he's dead, this is one of the reasons. Because what do you think the guy was lecturing about? He was talking about his father in this deep undercover experiment that I'm about to talk about, among other things. But this is one of them. Okay. His father, Oscar Schneider, was aboard the USS Eldridge. This is a photo of him right there. The father. Yes. That is an official photo of... Mr. Schneider's father. Mr. Schneider and this is what we're talking about now. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. I'm going to explain everything. This is the USS Eldridge. Wow, that's a big boat. It is a warship that has been decommissioned and has been lost to time. Many people think that it was sold to Greece, but honestly, it it is obscure where this thing ended up. So it's missing. The book that Nicole is reading tonight is this right here. The Philadelphia Experiment Murder. You see the title right there, Murder. Yeah. By Alexandra Bruce and Mm -hmm. edited by Peter Moon. This book was updated, the 2022 edition. It was first published 20 years ago. It was updated fully last month. Okay. Everything in here is new developments that we're going to be reading. I'm the first guy covering this. I'm Pickle Rick. (laughs) I mean, mean, why y'all listen to those other podcasts, man? Let's talk about the Philadelphia experiment. This is what he was lecturing on. And guys, ask a lot of questions if you can. Nicole knows a lot about this, and we'll try to answer this. The Philadelphia experiment is as follows. It was a top-secret Navy defense radar invisibility proto-stealth project. The Navy actually denies it on their website. Their official website, which I have found at Navy.mil, they have a whole article denying it. This is a, a whole article denying it right here. However, as I showed Nicole Last week on Johnny Lama, the other podcast, and you guys got to just take my word for it. There's official documents. Is there not, Nicole? Official, there are. Official documents saying that the Navy had a program called Project Rainbow, otherwise known as the Philadelphia Experiment. Interesting. I wonder what your brother-in-law would say about this. I know. I got to ask him. But the fact is that this experiment took place, okay? And the fact is that if the Navy, the official Navy, is going to write a, a whole page devoted to denying it, that looks pretty suspicious to me. What were the reasons that they offered in the in that article denying it? Can you summarize? They didn't deny it existed, but they... They said it was something other than what the other document said it was? Let me break this down to you. World War II, Hitler is dominating the planet. He is shooting down our warships and he is sinking our submarines. Mm-hmm. End of story. Right. We have to find a way to camouflage our machines so that he cannot see them and shoot them down or see them in the water and torpedo them. This project is based, like I said, it's a radar invisibility proto-stealth project. They do admit that there was talks about how to camouflage these, but they don't admit the real reason behind this because it goes more into just camouflaging a ship. Now, I think, now think about it, camouflaging a ship, camouflaging a a 2,000 ton warship, that strikes some red flags to me. Like how the fuck, like what? You, you well, camouflage you, a fucking can, like completely make this invisible like that. This doesn't make sense. Well, back in I mean, if you're here in 2022, you can talk about things like green screen, but that doesn't really work in the real world. I mean, is there any type of technology that would bounce the radar signals off of the boat that would like instead of the radar picking up that there was an object there, something that would kind of um, interfere with those radar signals like probably like the, the ship can put out? All right. Just hold those questions because the, the program I'm about to disclose was actually more advanced than that. This warship, the USS Eldridge, was not commissioned until September. However, this experiment goes on a few months before it was actually put into commission August 12th, which right there is very weird. Mm. Scientists involved in this experiment, and this is going to perk some people up here in this, okay? The scientists involved in this experiment, everything I'm telling you is true right now, okay, guys? The scientists involved in this experiment, including John von Neumann, you guys heard that if you read a lot of science, mathematician, and Nikola Tesla. They actually used a lot of his theorems in this. He was the electricity guy mm-hmm. you know yep. and he had some secret projects and some very top secret budgeted projects from the United States government. Mm. We all know that. That's common knowledge. Right. So I'm going to tell you how the first test went, and then I'm going to answer questions about how it 
how it even happened. This ship, the USS Eldridge, which I'll show you one more time. All right, stay with me. This is going to get crazy Got real it. fucking quick. This ship, this big old warship, the USS Eldridge, right here, on August 12th, 1943, the first test was run to camouflage this ship. The, the goal of this machine that they were using, and I'll try to explain this later, but basically was to break into the geomagnetic grid around the Earth. The Earth has a magnetic grid around it that is proven. Mm -hmm. That also produces what we call free energy around the Earth. And using that, if you can amplify that free energy so much, you could actually break down what they call the, the strong and nuclear force, which is the forces that hold atoms together. All of this is theoretically possible to do. Anyway, the first test, August 12th. Essentially, they generated an enormously powerful electromagnetic field, mostly in the range of radio waves around the ship. This intense field was powered by harnessing the vast amount of telluric free energy emanating out of Earth itself. The first test was at the Philadelphia Naval Yard. And here's what happened. August 12th, they run this machine. And for a few minutes, the U.S. Eldridge disappeared. Hmm. It, it actually disappeared before it like disappeared. Abracadabra. It disappeared and ended up 200 miles away in Norfolk, Virginia, in their Naval Yard. Wait, what? I told you, just hold all your questions. This okay, is, this I'm is, the, I'm, I'm, this not, is what we talked about on the other, on the llama episode. The right. ship so it like transported like telepathically and it was just like, boop, it, boop. it, yeah, tr it teleported. Yeah. Teleported. That, thank you. That's yes. what I meant to say. So when we talk about Project Rainbow and what we talk about this dead guy, Phil Schneider was lecturing about, he's not saying, oh yeah, we're trying to camouflage these ships for Hitler. He's trying to, what Project Rainbow really was. Oh my gosh, guys, I just, I just broke the code of Project Rainbow. Jen, what the Project Rainbow really was, was to quote, teleport material and troops to anywhere on the Earth's geomagnetic grid at any time. This experiment used vacuum tubes and filaments. This was all theorized by Tesla, who was also involved in this. These tubes and filaments were used for amplification of radio waves and other electromagnetic signals. In the Philadelphia experiment, they amplified the counter-rotating electromagnetic fields that were generated around the Eldridge to cloak it from radar, basically teleporting it to another location. It stayed in Norfolk, Virginia until the system was shut off. This teleportation was also witnessed by a USS Farsuft, F-A-R-U-S-E-T-H, another warship, witness this ship appear and then disappear in thin air. And those and those crew members were debriefed, as we'll, we'll talk about later. The first test came back. They looked at the ship. They looked at the crew members. They're sick. They're nauseous. Some of them were having mental problems instantly. Where did they go? There's this thing in physics where you can't have like negative mass. You can't just take mass away every there's nothing can be just created or destroyed you can't just go into another dimension you have to replace it with something so something happened they came back they're completely screwed up in the head they're throwing up they don't know who they are amnesia we decided to do another test started the generator again this time it'll be 20 minutes 20 minutes after the generator was turned on with the ship only reappear back they turned the generator on, a green fog of some sort engulfed the whole USS Eldridge, disappeared for 20 minutes, sighted in many places, Norfolk, Virginia, northern Italy, the Gobi Desert, and off Montauk Point in New York. There were also some side effects in the second test. The second test was a lot longer. There were crew members on board. There were some very negative side effects. When the Eldridge finally reappeared in Philadelphia, several men were dead and some were found melded into the steel of the ship. Some were phasing in and out of view while others were spontaneously combusting. The rest were either driven insane or at least sounded insane from what they reported about their foray into hyperspace. Whoa. On that test, does it did it matter if the place they were transported to, you said desert, so I'm assuming not, but did it matter if it was on the water? They were transported to Norfolk, Virginia. But he just to said- the, To the naval yard there. He said that, but then the second test, the he second said test it was they were, spotted in multiple places. So did like the, the places no, that, the, the trans, that the ship was transported to, was it 
Did it matter if it was in the water? Jen, I don't know. I wasn't a scientist. I could barely even get this shit out. Well, you said the desert, so I was just wondering. Quote, one of the most unfortunate mates fell from the deck to a position where he was trapped in the steelwork. Part of his body was inside and part outside of a splash cowling, just forward of a port side cabin sliding door. I was shown fresh paint on the inside and outside of this curved cowling where the mate had been impaled half in and half out of the cabin. Now you have a bunch of dead Navy crew member on this. Half of them are fused to the bulkheads of the ship. This experiment has nothing to do with camouflage. It was a, com- a complete ruse. They were trying to teleport a ship and they were successful. They just could not control where it teleported to. But as long as the generator was on they would teleport. Mm. All of this was confirmed from a retired Army intelligence officer, Colonel Philip J. Corso, who worked as the chairman directly under President Eisenhower and the NSA. Corso was also the founding member of the NSA itself. This is him right here. He was directly involved in this. So was Eisenhower. Mm. Corso exposed everything in his book. His book was so sensational that it hit the New York Times bestseller list. He was dead only weeks after. Wow. Carlos Allende was another crew member, and he wrote letters to a Morris Jessup about this. This Morris Jessup was a PhD in astrophysics. This guy that received the letter, the astrophysicist, was found dead in his car of carbon monoxide poisoning. He had killed himself. Carlos Allende died in a mental facility. Everyone thought he was crazy. But he was one of the ones that actually survived. He was the one telling people people were phasing in and out. He died in a mental facility. Phil Schneider, the one that I showed you earlier, the, the story we're talking about, was currently exposing this experiment before his death. Oscar, his father, the one we talked about, was the chief medical officer in charge of autopsy in the sailors' bodies. There are four letters where he wrote on official Navy head that talk about this. Have those letters been released? They have been released. Well, not by the Navy, by Phil Schneider, who found them in his father's records. Now, I'm going to bring it up a notch, a big fucking notch from where I know that is crazy, Jim. Just listen. Phil Schneider not only claimed that the Philadelphia experiment was real, but it wasn't just for teleportation. There was another mission behind it, a more secretive mission. This was to create what was called flaps in the universe, which will allow extraterrestrial beings to enter into our dimension. Right after this event, what do you have? After this Eldridge event, what do you have? You have mass UFO sightings. Mm. Phil Schneider, two years before his death, goes around lecturing because he says he loves his country and he hates that the government is covering this up. And not only that, it is because his father was involved not only in teleportation, that is the the very minimum. The, the real experiment was conducted with the guidance of alien technology, since we didn't have that technology available, using the time variance formula. This is how UFOs are seen traveling faster than the speed of light. Those aliens that were conducting this experiment, the Philadelphia experiment, according to him, were negative, negative aliens, which means they were, they had an alternative alternative agenda and we're going to get into that Mm. in a second like i told you this fucking goddamn story (laughs) made my brain explode i'm i'm way into this story this is cool this is him right here lecturing you see that's the photo of his dad right there the one you just showed us yeah he goes around for two years and starts uncovering all this stuff because it wasn't just his dad. Not only was he himself a very, very high up, I mean, talking about higher than the president clearance level into the secret undercover stuff. You can but be his, higher than the president? I didn't, oh, yeah, a lot higher. I didn't according know to the that. Story, according to the story. But his brother was also a Navy test pilot at Area 51. Oh. His brother also was in a town over when Phil committed suicide. So... We'll get to his brother in a second. Mm. This episode is going to be about what he's uncovering his lecture times. Okay. So I'm giving you motive of why someone would kill him. Right. So the Philadelphia experiment is done. Ship vanishes, yada, yada, yada. But it was really to contact aliens and bring them into our dimension. Whatever. We're going to get to that. Mm -hmm. The next thing he was uncovering is something he had direct involvement in, which is called DUMBS. D-U-M-B-S. DUMBS. Deep underground military bases. Mm. Fucking love that, yo. (laughs) The best shit ever. Down in the dumps. (laughs) 
The best shit ever. The best acronym ever. I wonder if my dad knows anything about aliens. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not downplaying your dad, but anyone that was in Vietnam, no. I mean, these guys are like scientists and uh, yada, 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 you know? I'm not downplaying your dad, but w- we had that whole conflict of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like me. Like, you know, I was special operations, but do I know about aliens? No, I was just fucking gun for hire, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean... And you your, your like dad a, was a pilot, which yeah. is very notable. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Fuck, I don't I'll know. I'll ask him. He probably doesn't know anything about aliens. I was just thinking because he was military. But I guess just because you're military doesn't mean that you know about aliens. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I know what you yeah. meant. No, no. I know what you meant. Like, like I like he wasn't. I, he could have. I mean, he and I'm not just saying this. He could have gone up higher in the ranks. But my grandfather got sick and um, was honorably discharged to go take care of my grandfather before he he died but he was on his way to becoming a major all right look at this photo anything you see that strikes you as weird um it's it kind of it's almost like an andy warhol type those prints of him <laughs> what is this right here how many it, fingers does he got through two three. does he have arthritis in his it's like but his fingers look so long there well the other two fingers are not there he lost his fingers yeah we're going to get to that or are they one. or are they bent no they're not there okay. i'll show i'll tell you is d on here oh d what the fuck man i'm doing this story for you dog shit yeah, 10 pounds of coffee came in yesterday from the Pinon coffee. coffee, yes. Damn, I was hoping D would be here because we're talking about another thing that he uncovered here. The famous Dulce, New Mexico firefight. Oh, let me tell you in a nutshell, Phil Schneider's job. Phil Schneider had a security clearance of level three Rhyolite 38 above top secret. It goes to level five, but he's level three. Rhyolite is what does Rhyolite sound to you like? It sounds like a, a rock. Uh, like okay. A, I was going to say like I was going to say a chemical. <laughs> Gatorade. Electrolytes. <laughs> Phil Schneider for 17 years worked on black budget projects. He was a level three clearance top above top secret Rhyolite 38. Rhyolite is a sub classification assigned to geologists. The DUMS, deep underground military bases, that was his forte. Mm. Who do you think builds them motherfuckers? A geologist. They got to dig down and either get into a natural cave system and expand it from there or put boom, boom, bomb bombs and make their own spaces underground. Mm. That was his job. He's a geologist. He's saying, okay, the rock is too porous here and it's going to collapse or the rock is too hard here and we can't blow, blow. That's his job. A lot of the underground bases that he would go around lecturing about, 131, I believe, most connected, or most of them are connected. To each other? To each other, underground. And he would talk about deep underground railroad systems that are currently used by extremely top, top secret, you know, above the president type of people to travel back and forth type of things. He's the guy that built those, those bases. Area 51, he built, like, or not built, but he worked on that. Like, let me show you the bases that he would build. This is kind of a, uh, kind of a child's looking drawing, but this is kind of what he would do. Here's the the thing right here. This is base Dulce. So security, communications, human staff, housing, offices, mind experimentation, extraterrestrial housing, generic experimentation, Nightmare Hall, cold storage vats, unexplored cave systems. He's the one building all these. He basically drills down and sees if there's a level of a cave, a big gap that he can exploit to build a base or if he has to go in there and manually do it, blow blow up the bases and stuff. Apparently there are 131 of these bases and we know what, one? Area 51? Is Wait, it like the is- only way we one when we know? There's a base under Dulce, New Mexico, and there's lots of UFO sightings there. Hmm. There's bases in Seattle. There's there's supposedly two bases in every state. There's bases here. There's a base probably in Charleston. Wherever you're at, there's a deep underground base that you will never know of. Confirmed? Confirmed by whoever built it. You'll never know of it. This is a black budget project. What does black budget mean? It means it's your tax dollars, but it's not on public record. All those trillions we owe, that's just a fucking facade. That money, majority of it is going to these 
these above top secret, even the president doesn't know about facilities. And they're, I mean, you see here, extraterrestrial housing, what he calls the quote, guest of the government. That's what they refer to him as, guest. I want to know what a nightmare hall is. I don't think you do. <laughs> Sounds fucking terrible. All right, you guys lay this or my rambling? I'm I'm so fucking... intrigued by this. Like, I want to believe. He did this for 17 years. However, he was breaking his oath, his national oath. And now it's just, now, if if you take an oath, top secret oath. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's government blood, secrets. Yeah. Not only that, it's a national security issue. True. Okay. There were a lot of people headhunting him at the time. A little bit about him. Black card clearance above the president. He was also an interpreter for a certain government guest, which we'll talk about. He worked directly for the Navy Office of Naval Intelligence, U.S. Overseas Project Division. He says he quit his black budget project job in disgust because he was disgusted about the trillions of U.S. tax dollars being spent on secret projects. He also claimed the main reason he quit was that the U.S. government was in an, quote, uneasy collaboration with negative extraterrestrial groups. Negative. Yeah, which means, you know, bad, obviously. I know. Well, it's like, hey, it's not like... We're not talking to any good good yeah, ETs. So, so we're not talking about like just the fact that aliens exist. There are good aliens and bad aliens. So there are yep. multiple different types of aliens out there. Yeah, exactly. One of the aliens, you probably heard of the Greys. Mm -hmm. Now, guys, I'm not saying I believe this. Don't don't think I'm some kind of crazy nut. All right. I don't want people to think that. I'm, I'm presenting the story as it as it is in the book. End of story. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, obviously it's true, but... Anyway, um, he was exposing the, the famous Dulce War as well. I showed you the picture of him with half his fingers cut off. How did that happen? Schneider claimed to be one of three human survivors of a clash between 60 government employees and gray aliens in a legendary skirmish known long known to conspiracy buffs as the Dulce War, which supposedly took place in an underground base in New Mexico in 1979. 79, he lost his fingers because there was a, a war between the top secret uh, security, whoever, and the greys that we were housing, the government guest that they were using cobalt radiation guns. And he was actually shot by a seven foot tall, big nosed gray. It says the following quote from the book. Phil had a gun which he legally wasn't supposed to carry, but he grabbed it and shot the alien dead. The alien had been reaching for his weapon. Phil said that they just die like any human would, only this wasn't human. He said one time it was a reptilian and another time it was a tall gray. 64 humans were involved in that fight. Only four survived. He was one of the four. He was carried out with radiation burns. He lost his fingers. Severe burns. His quote Guts were out on the cot, ribs cut, chest open. And that was one of the things he was talking about. He said he was an official interpreter. I'm for dying to know who the other three survivors were. Mm -hmm. We maybe, maybe may not know. I can do their stories. Were they all killed? Well, they all committed suicide. Seriously? We can make this a weekly. <laughs> Interesting. We can make this a series, a mini series. Like everyone just commit suicide. Wait, oh, were, did they commit suicide before this gentleman committed suicide? Uh, baby, I didn't go into all that. <gasps> Wait, let's make this a mini series like we'll do the next couple ones after next each week he said he was an official interpreter for area 51 reptilians he worked there anyway and these were called guests of the governments he was the reptilian interpreter reptilian is what you hear about now you there got, is so much to this like mark zuckerberg he's a reptilian mm. they've been here for millions of years on planet earth they've been here first humans you know we get here second and the reptilians go underground however they've been here a lot longer did he talk about the battle too yeah he talked that's what yeah i'm just briefing over okay. his lectures another thing he talked about was a 1955 grieta treaty this is well known and fuck there's documents okay there's documents i'm gonna show you right now stay with me here 
1955, there was a treaty signed between the U.S. Navy and the Zeta Reticuli Gray Aliens. This is, let me just, let me just explain this to you. Philadelphia experiment we talked about. Mm -hmm. That was them saying, here, here's a little bit of crack. I know you'll be back. You the like first this, one's free. You like this alien technology? Yeah, okay. I know you'll come back. 1955 gets here. We do like the technology and we like it so much that we want more of it. Okay, well, what are you going to do for us? These Zeta Reticuli gray aliens are saying. This treaty in 1955 basically says the following. They will give us alien tech for the right to, quote, abduct, study, and collect genetic samples from selected humans. Alien abductions, anyone? Did that not start happening right after this? think it did. People talk about getting abducted all the time. It's the same story. Same old shit. Not like they watched the 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 movie and was like that happened to me. They all have similar experiences. Hmm. So the treaty was yes, select humans you can study, get genetic samples from, as long as you you know obviously don't freaking kill them. You can shove something at their boot hole. Some of us will even like that. If I get abducted and I don't get anal probed, I'm gonna be pretty mad about it. All right, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> here is some of the documentation right here. This is top secret relationship with inhabitants of celestial bodies. What document is this? Where is this from? Jen, this is from 1947. This is above top secret. But here. wait, but I want to know where it came from, though. Like, what if we how do we know that this is legit? Jen, I, I'm presenting the story. I don't know, man. Like, this is what it is. It didn't, it's not like it was signed by anyone. This is like... No, but anyone can pull a, a, a typewriter type font off of the computer and well, edit maybe, it and maybe, make it look like that. I'm presenting the story as it is, yo. Okay. This is from September 24th, 1957. This also... Oh, it does have all the stuff on there, though. This also talks about the... The treaty of the government, you know, today at the executive session of the IAC, General Mildred Lewis, all of these guys are real people. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, don't ask me the validity because I, you know, I don't know. So, you know, this guy right here, he was supposedly directly involved in, and this is what the grays look like. This is supposedly an actual photo. I'm not sure. That is like the, the stereotypical alien. Mm -hmm. So, Phil talked about alien invasion stories. He talked about uncovering ancient Atlantean technology, okay? He talked about uncovering the New World Order, which was a master plan for fascist world governments going on right now to build secret concentration camps on American soil. And he talks about this for the last two years before he died. He was mostly lecturing on what to look for when it starts. There's got to be a catalyst, he would say. Perhaps, what does he say? Perhaps maybe a global pandemic will happen perhaps maybe a water crisis perhaps maybe there might be high inflation anything that will bring us to a modern day fourth reich so i mean like all of that stuff is literally happening right now yeah <laughs> that's not concerning at all let's go back to the murder okay okay or excuse me the uh Death. the suicide george schneider also the same name right schneider mm -hmm. is the brother is the brother of phil schneider mm -hmm. the decedent he is also the sheriff of the town over where phil lived he was also a test pilot at area 51 his brother which they did not get along may have helped cover up the murder now i'm gonna be real honest L let me say this for me if anyone hears this like and you know you're you want to like kill people that are exposing secrets like go after the dude that wrote the book i'm just reading the i'm just paraphrasing the book man D don't come after me yo i do like three stories a week <laughs> you know what i'm saying like don't come after me please <laughs> i just feel like i have to say that with this what the fuck we, and nicole and i are just witnesses to this like yeah, we are not we involved are, we, are we don't know anything bystanders honestly <laughs> i mean everyone's like killing themselves it seems like a all right. George Schneider, the brother, is a sheriff in the town over where Phil lived. He was also a test pilot at Area 51. The brother may have helped cover up the murder. Let's talk about the autopsy report that was that was hidden until the ex-wife leaked it. It was done by a Dr. Karen Gunson. According to Phil's ex-wife, Cynthia, the autopsy report had, quote, so many discrepancies that it almost felt like it, it was not the body of Philip, end quote. 
the report didn't include all the the natural things an autopsy report is supposed to include. The point of an autopsy report is to look at everything. You don't tell the 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 medical examiner, oh, he's got uh, you know his hip was replaced. You want him to find that out because that's how you know he's doing a thorough job, and then notate it. You know what I'm saying? That's why they say, oh, the the left breast was unremarkable, and or yada yada yada. There's no anomalies. Okay, that wasn't done here. Okay, the report did not include the plastic sternum, a metal plate in his head, a tracheometry that he had, or that he was missing his right lung. Phil's housekeeper said he had been very weak and in lots of pain recently. He had to strap his arms in at night to keep them from moving. His left hand had only three fingers. He was wearing a catheter at the time. Let's see if you guys can uh, go back to the first picture and see if you guys can spot the official cause of death. I'm going to show you the first picture again and see if you can spot the the death weapon. Is that his tracheotomy? That is his catheter tube tied around his throat. It is tied around three times and then knotted, double knotted. So he was strangled or he died by strangling. He, asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. He has a cathara tube completely tied around his neck, as you see right here. They didn't see that. See, it's under the fold here. He didn't, detective didn't notice that. He said he died of a stroke. It was only. How can you not see that? I don't know. Maybe his, maybe the sheriff in the next town is orchestrating the whole cover up. Or maybe the sheriff is an alien. Let me ask you something. How hard would it be to take your own catheter tube, tie it around, loop it around three times your own neck when you only have three fingers on your left hand and then double knot it and then kill yourself like that? How hard would that be? Pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, that'd be pretty hard. Yeah. I feel like if you were going to die of asphyxiation, you would much, uh, like you would you would hang yourself as opposed to putting a catheter tube around you. So a rubber tube was wrapped around three times of his neck and double knotted. The refrigeration reduced the swelling. And then after the body reduced in swelling, that's when the tubing was actually found. It was only found two days later after the mortician examined the body. The murder or suicide happened on the 10th, so seven days prior, around 10 p.m. He was at the 76, which is his favorite diner, which was 22 miles from his home. And apparently he met someone there. And that's the last anyone's seen of him. They, they seen him at that cafe. He met a man. This man was wearing a suit. And that's the last anyone has seen him alive. Hmm. And that is, uh, that's the story. Wow. It would be So he definitely didn't die of a stroke. I mean that we we can say that for certain that that re- was incorrect on the autopsy report. There are several things wrong with the autopsy report and the finding. Number one, there were there was blood on the floor, but he hit his head on the wheelchair and his head was laying on the wheelchair. But I, there's no blood on the wheelchair. I guess I'm just confused. There's like blood on his lip and in, like his nose is red, but he's all like gray. Well, and they I'm said just that wondering, was from the aneurysm, from the nose and the lip, from the stroke. That's what they said. But I just like if you if you have something tied around your neck. I just don't see how that exactly is, yeah it's just weird i don't know if i don't know it's strange for sure that's why you don't go at trying to expose secrets of the government yeah and like i said i'm not i'm just i'm, I'm just trying to make money yo i mean you're just covering a story that someone else told <laughs> i'm just trying to make money man all right shit i don't want to have to go back to uncle sam all right goddamn <laughs> All right, I don't know if I showed you this photo. This is probably a better one here. This is, uh, you see the catheter right there? You see how bruised he is right there? Now, there were also other things that was noted also. This is uh, part of the autopsy report, which was never released, by the way. It says, the left end of the rubber tubing is wrapped once around the right end and tucked beneath the loop. The half knot holds the rubber tubing extremely tight. It would be really hard to wrap. I mean, think about it. You got to, like, take this tubing, which was your catheter, Catheter. And take it and wrap it around. Three times. Three times. Now, you're confined to a wheelchair. You have intense arthritis, and you're missing three fingers. There was also other abrasions. His right upper arm, there were basically, there were bruises all over his body. Like defense bruises? It just said bruises. The, The thinking is that he was beat. He was tortured before he was killed. From what the, you know, from how I'm presenting the story. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Anything? I mean, I guess that wasn't too bad. That was good. Yeah. Super interesting. I don't know. 
I mean, dude, it's a lot. The Philadelphia Experiment, I don't know if I believe. It was very, very interesting. The aliens. I mean, the guy, we know the guy was a geologist, and we know, I mean, I can promise you that there's underground bases everywhere. I mean, where the fuck are we hiding the nukes? Like, there's not a nuke center. Oh, those are in, those are in underground places. Yeah. So who the fuck is building them damn things? Someone like a geologist, right? Like Phil Schneider, whose father was a very who worked under Eisenhower okay you gotta know someone his brother's a test pilot at Area 51 so you know I mean someone's building these damn bases we have we have a shit ton of nukes I don't know we probably have thousands of them motherfuckers yeah, you don't do. see them on the side of the damn road they're no, underground they're somewhere underground. those bases exist end of story we know that for for fucking certain man yeah. and those bases are not where you think they are they're probably in some goddamn cornfield in Gilbert South Carolina yeah you know <laughs> under that horse or under that cow dung that get that mushroom out and you pull the cow dung up and it's a secret lair with fucking perhaps perhaps so but we know that i mean we know he was going around the government doesn't like people exposing their secrets even if they were out there the the whole treaty thing with an aliens i don't fucking know anymore man i mean i don't know man i don't know i don't know i mean dude just because i've been doing the johnny llama like dude we're finding like huge footprints and and like half the sumerian architecture you remember is like a lizard people like what the fuck you remember that mm-hmm. like this is like from tens and thousands and thousands of years ago they're building like if i was to make a, a person or a figurine i'd make it look like you know you or me i wouldn't make it look like a lizard and then everyone else in my society also make it look like a lizard and have some with bubbles on their head that really look like astronaut helmets like that's just weird why would i do that why would i expend all my energy to sculpt this you know i don't know Dude, I don't know. That's the story, man. I hope you guys liked it. I don't know if he killed himself or if he got offed. But I, I will tell you, everyone else I mentioned this story got uh, decided to kill themselves, too. So Let's do a mini-series. <laughs> Jeez. No, I'm dumb. I'm not touching this shit. I hope you guys like that. Talk more to me. We release episodes Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. If you like this, check out Among the Dirt and Trees, our sister podcast. She, Brianne, our friend in Colorado, is doing a wonderful job in that podcast, and we love it. And be sure to check out the live streams on YouTube of us doing this. We, we're here every Saturday at 1 p.m. Also, Nicole and I do True Crime Headlines. this Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Talk Murder YouTube channel, which you can find on TalkMurder.com or anywhere else. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.